This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Time now to catch up with our good friend Denise Quinlan from the New Zealand Institute of Wellbeing and Resilience. Morena, good to have you with us, Denise. Morena, lovely to be with you, Jeff. Denise, how is your wellbeing and resilience? You know, it's <laughs> actually an awful lot better this week. Um, yeah, I think just slowing down, getting plenty of sleep, eating well, but maybe uh, not as much as I have been doing has all been helping. Oh, look, you know, it's... Um it's a little bit of a trap many of us have fallen into, isn't it, over the course of lockdown periods or considerably more time at home. Well, I'm not going to call it a trap. That's the wrong thing to say, isn't it? But, you know, we, we this focus on food that many of us have, um, whether it's whether it's because there's a you know an issue getting a hold of the things that we would normally like to be able to get a hold of, or whether it's because, oh, goodness me, here's an opportunity to um, to do um, fill the fill the baking tins, as it were. Oh, honestly, I think there's a part of my brain that thinks it's Christmas and, and I just have to cook something huge every day. But apparently it's not. We can beat ourselves up a bit about some of that stuff, though, can't we, Denise? You know, but, um, you kind of, that guilt that follows having baked a beautiful big cake and, and got stuck into it, um, you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time and then, then, when, then we immediately flip and start beating ourselves up about it sometimes. Yeah, and the beautiful thing is that... Um, the, all of the research on self-compassion shows really clearly that, so you've made one mistake. You don't need to make two now. What about being really kind to ourselves and going, that was a bit rubbish. Oh, wasn't quite what I planned. Tomorrow's another day. And self-compassion actually is much more helpful to us in getting towards our goals than beating ourselves up. Um, we're actually more likely to keep going and to burst persevere towards our goals when we're kinder to ourselves and when we beat ourselves up. Yeah. Many, and, yeah. Mm. I mean, we ever start with, with good intentions, don't we? Sometimes look at an opportunity like a lockdown period or more time at home to go, well, you know, I could be, I could be getting, I could be getting fit. That little home gym that I set up for myself, I could be spending oh, an hour no. a day on that. I could be fit. I could be fluent in Tereo, I could be learning Japanese. I could be writing my next great novel. I know it's just sometimes it is about lowering the bar, and and I think it's really important that we acknowledge the messiness of life. There's a beautiful saying um, from Pema Chodron around something around things come together and things fall apart, and things come together, and. And we, we don't always know when that's happening. Um, I don't know if I said this to you, and just stop me if I am um, having a senior moment and repeating myself, but um, I've been walking in North Creek, and one of the things that I really love there is that it's messy. And if it was your garden, you'd be thinking like, oh, God, I'd probably better move all those dead logs. And um, because it's Ross Creek, you just walk by them and appreciate them and go, nice colour. And there's all this mess. And... There's no point in putting labels on it like rotting stump shouldn't be there because in another year, it's just fertilizer and something's growing out of it. And you never know where the growth is going to come from and where it's going to happen. And I think we're a bit like that. But when we're in a a rotten moment where everything feels messy and we've not done what we wanted, it's really easy to go, oh, my God, I'm useless. And that's just going to continue as opposed to going, it's just part of the mess of life, and 
it'll be different tomorrow. For many of us, Denise, um, this time spent in, uh, let's say, a smaller orbit than we might yeah. normally have can get a bit repeat, a bit Groundhog Day-ish, right? You know, it, 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 perhaps initially when lockdowns are announced, there's um, you galvanise to go, okay, yeah. um, this needs to be done. You feel a certain degree of commitment to the cause. You understand why it's being done. And then another day goes by and another day goes by and another day goes by. And... Mm-hmm. Um, and you start chomping at the bit, perhaps, to to be doing some of those things that you're mm. perceived to be missing out on. Oh, look, there's a one-line sentence for bringing us to mindfulness from a woman called Ellen Langer over in the States. And her question is, what's new and different here? And I think it's a brilliant question for lockdown. When you come down in the morning and go... Oh, Groundhog Day, here we go again. What's new and different here? What can I find that's new and different in one of the people in my house, in my garden, in my pet? What could I learn? What could be, what could I look at differently? And, and actually, it's a, you know, we could use this time as a real gift to pay attention, to learn about ourselves. Even when we are frustrated and annoyed beyond belief, to just sit with it and go, so what is it that I'm frustrated with? And what might I learn from this? And what useful thing might I do with it? Um, there, there's, we spend so much of our time rushing around. And then someone gives us the gift of sitting still for a while and we go, oh my God, I've got so many things to do. You know? To actually take the gift and sit with it for a while is, is something that we're not often ready to do. And what what would you say is the is a way of um, perhaps making a record of that um, that that internal conversation you're having with yourself? Um, could it be more than that? Would you perhaps sit down with a pen and paper, or or sit down oh, look, and make a few notes the, on your phone? Yeah, if you're the kind of person who likes to do that. Um, You know, I love this idea that you can sit and write, and pen and paper is great, and the beautiful thing about it is that you give yourself permission to write it down, and the whole point of the writing is the process. You can then tear it up afterwards or burn it or throw it out. You don't have to keep it, because the useful bit is the conversation that you have with yourself. And we know that, and there's loads of research that I think is so cool, that Sometimes writing stuff down is more effective than therapy. And they think the reason it is, is that we're always censoring ourselves. And there are things you wouldn't say out loud to a therapist because you'd be embarrassed, you'd be afraid they'd judge you. Whereas when you write them, you'll write anything down on paper if you know no one's going to see it. And we can actually um, reveal ourselves to ourselves and learn stuff and, and get insights and ideas. And sometimes, you don't even have, you don't have to have a brilliant insight or an idea. You just might have a little smidge more of an understanding of why you've been feeling the way you're feeling. And it might just help you shift a little bit more and be able to feel a little bit better about the rest of the day. Hmm. So diary, diary keepers might actually be onto something there. In terms oh, completely, of... completely. Yeah, interesting, yeah, isn't and, it? And, yeah. and I always think for the reluctant diary keepers, um, Give yourself permission to delete it each time. 
delete, write it on your phone and then delete it. Write it up, write it down and then tear it up. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be there as a record for humanity. The point of doing it is the process, not the, the long-term record. Denise, what would you say about using times like this to make big life decisions? I mean, some of the things you've suggested might open up a conversation with yourself about, hey, look, you know, <clears throat> I know for the last two years I've been thinking of really making a significant change in the direction, just say of my work, for example, and then you've stopped and you had that time to really think it over. Is now a good time to be making big decisions? That's a really good question. And I think I think for some people, um, things are revealing themselves and they're, they're going... Um, you know, this has been coming for a long time. And, and those kind of feelings come with um, a, sense of, a sense of sureness and congruence, and they fit. Um, and I would say, yeah, brilliant. And, and it's always really helpful to road test your idea with somebody you know you trust. Um, sit with it for a little while. Maybe road test it with a good friend and see before you put it into place. And then, and then on the other hand, there are some of us who get into, um, we get great ideas, but they're really just born of frustration or boredom. And, and so again, sitting with it and road testing it with a friend is a really good idea because it might not stack up. Um, there's no guarantee that you're not going to have a brilliant idea. You might be having a really brilliant idea. And if it's a really brilliant idea and it feels really right for you, the chances are it'll feel right in another five days. So letting things, it's okay to let things incubate. You don't have to act on them immediately. Um, if you feel like, yep, this is, this is true. I no longer want to be a bank manager and I am going to retrain as a teacher which is actually a real-life example, um, and you've sat with it for a while, and through lockdown you've gone, yeah, no, I really, I really want to do something, and I want to work with young people. Great. And you, you road test it with your family, and everyone goes, yeah, I can see you doing that, and here's how we'll manage it for the household. Brilliant. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with having ideas, insight, and change. We're lucky at the moment, aren't we, to be enjoying a, a lovely little spring patch of weather. You talk about noticing things around you. Uh, even in the last, even in the weeks since Level 4 lockdown kicked in, there's been so much change in our physical environment. There's the change in the, yeah. the rhythm of the days. The light is, it's earlier mm. in the morning, later in, in the evening. Blossom um, has come and gone. Yes, you know, honestly, I did say last week, if I ever had to be locked down in New Zealand, September is the best month because it's when you want to be around paying attention to snowdrops, um, daffodils are coming out, the blossoms happening, rhododendrons all over the place, you know, and we can all get down to the botanic gardens in our masks and and appreciate things. Mm, been doing exactly that myself. Beautiful thing to be it's able lovely. to do. Yeah. And then the other thing I think that's happening, Jeff, is that um, most of us have, you know that feeling when you go on holiday and the first week it feels like it's going to stretch forever. And then there's a sudden moment where you go, I can see the end. I'm going to have to go <laughs> yes. home and this is going to get over. Um, I think most of us are kind of going, I think level two is coming. 
and and some of us are kind of going yay and other people are going well, not so sure and regardless of which camp you're in I think it, it's really important to remember that transitions are bumpy and what you know any the, the standard advice in road safety is to slow down if you're going from a tarfield road off to a gravel hard shoulder you know you've got to do it slowly you'll be fine once you're on the gravel you're fine when you're on on the the tarfield but moving between the two of them to do it safely you've got to slow down and i think that's something that we it's really useful to remember as we we possibly prepare for a change in levels that transitions are bumpy be nice to yourself take it slowly pay attention to how you're doing and don't expect to do it at high speed and don't expect that others are going to feel the same way about that transition that you do absolutely you might be the reluctant christmas dinner cooker dragging herself out of lockdown and somebody else they haven't been able to to do their work and they're just itching to get back to it and and earn some income. Um, we're all we're not all the same, and we've all had different experiences in lockdown. And to just be a little bit patient and a little bit curious, how have things been for you? To just maybe start with a question: How are you doing? Always wonderful to talk. It will be interesting to see what decisions uh, are made over the coming days around uh, potential transition uh, through. Alert level three and down. Fingers crossed that whatever happens, it works well for everyone. Um, Denise, thanks so much again for taking some time to help us just reflect on where we are right now. It's always a pleasure to talk. Great to be with you. Thanks so much, Jeff. And Denise, Have a good day. If people want to find you online, what can they do? Oh, look, they can go to us at nziwr.co.nz or they can find my podcast, which is our Bringing Wellbeing to Life show that will be coming back to ORE again in the future, we hope, and we have plans for. But meanwhile, there's a load of episodes that people can find on wherever they get their podcasts. Brilliant stuff. Go well, Denise. Thank you. Bye. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.